Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I am your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. Now, if you know this background music and you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that this is a return to jazz from the 70s. So, you may be asking yourself like, hey, what took you so long, Dr. Jazz? Well, I've been a little busy. Let me think. You know, I went on a three, skiing in Switzerland, a little golf in Scotland, sailing and fishing off the coast of Mexico, swimming in Hawaii, and on my way to that city by the bay with its restaurants and ambiance, San Francisco, I decided to stop over in Duluth to catch my breath. But you know what? It took my breath away. I could have saved myself a lot of traveling. You know why? Because it's all right here. Who loves you, baby? I do. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And, um, yeah, it's glad to be back, you know, in the um, Dr. Johnny Fever seat here. Throwing you some of the best classic jazz that grooves from the 1970s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I also want to give out a sincere shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Midnight Dubs. He has created a beautiful, beautiful, uh, old-timey looking 70s uh, kind of album cover that's a, uh, an advertisement for the Dr. Jazz podcast. And I will be featuring that on our website Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com. So, uh, yeah, if you feel inclined, please uh, check out the website and see Midnight Dubs' great artwork. And we appreciate that, uh, Midnight Dubs, uh, for all your time, effort, hard work, and uh, your patronage. Like, just listening, you know, giving us your your uh, hours in the day so hopefully you dig it this is one of uh, midnight dubs favorite segments of the dr jazz podcast and uh we sincerely sincerely want to thank him in the only way we know how in <laughs> in the same style as jazz from the 70s so this goes out to midnight dubs thank you very much now Let's get to some awesome music from the 1970s.
eyes, don't you know it can't be that bad? How it hurts me, pretty baby, when I see you sitting there so sad. I need to worry about tomorrow, and yesterday is gone. So raise the chin up, girl, and we will work our problems out one by one. Hold me tight, hold me tight, don't let go. Turn me loose, never know, no, no. We'll stand our problems all in a row. Watch them fall like dominoes.
All right, so we started off that set with Donald Byrd with Fallen Like Dominoes off of his album Places and Spaces on Blue Note Records from 1975. That is the height of the electric Donald Byrd uh, content for you. And of course, when you're talking about the height of electric Donald Byrd, you got to mention the Mizell brothers because they were a huge part of Donald Byrd's success on Blue Note Records with great albums like Places and Spaces that we just heard stepping into tomorrow and of course Blackbird, which is a jazz fusion classic. Um, yeah, Donald Byrd. If you dig that sound of the opening track right there, uh, I highly advise you to check out an entire episode that we have dedicated here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to the electric Donald Bird. After that, we heard the one, the only weather report. We heard River People from Weather Report's 1978 album for Columbia Records, Mr. Gone, featuring... Of course, Joe Zavinul on keyboards, Wayne Shorter on the saxophones, the great Jaco Pastorius on the bass, and um, Peter Erskine on the drums. What's really interesting about that is um, Downbeat Magazine, great jazz publication normally, uh, gave that record one star for its review and Zavino was so pissed off that he literally like went on a tirade uh, because Weather Report was selling out arenas worldwide uh, with no vocalist and they were selling out you know like stadiums Um, so yeah and if you want to find out more information about this story uh, I highly advise you to check out the great book written by drummer Peter Erskine from his memories and recollections uh, with his time in Weather Report, and that book is called No Beethoven. It's a fantastic read. Uh, it goes by really quickly. You'll be shocked at just how fast you will be turning pages, and you can't put it down. The stories are just amazing. Um, yeah, check it out. No Beethoven by Peter Erskine. It's a total, um, almost diary from the road of his time with Weather Report. So. And of course, besides bringing you great classic jazz fusion from the 1970s like Donald Byrd and Weather Report, we also like to throw you a couple of curveballs that you may not know about that are pretty groovy. And we ended with one. Uh, we ended with a tune called Sweet and low. And no, it's not about the sweetener that you put in your iced tea. It's actually um, a tune by uh, Carlos Franzetti. And it's from the album Graffiti. And it's got like this black graffiti splashed over what was that classic Farrah Fawcett um, poster that I think every dude in the 1970s had. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, great, great synthesizer grooves on that. And um, yeah. I just figured that y'all would dig that as well. So, again, thank you so much for listening to the Dodge Jazz Podcast. We are providing you with another episode of Jazz from the 1970s. 
And uh, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, whether that's Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, um, Podcast Addict. There's a lot of them now that are actually featuring us, and I'm, and I'm very grateful and thankful. So, um, And if you'd like to share it with your friends, you know, if they like groovy music, they like jazz music, you know, we have a lot of different flavors here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. So um, we're just trying to make everybody a little bit uh, happier and groovier. You know, just kind of nodding your head to get through this thing called life. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's, like I said, we we aren't making a dime on this. We actually have to pay, you know, <laughs> to provide this music and, and these podcasts. So um, it's a labor of love, you know, and we do love y'all. So uh, if you'd like to check out our website, we do have all of the album artwork and each um one of the tracks listed so you know exactly what to get if you'd like to add these tracks or these albums to your personal collection and that website is dr jazz podcast d-r-j-a-z-z podcast dot wordpress dot com and feel free to write us we'd love to hear from you we always love to hear from our listeners so with that being said let's get to another great groovy set of music don't go anywhere you are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
All right. So that was You Make Me Feel So Good from the 1975 Blue Note album Fancy Dancer by the one and the only Bobby Hipper Than Hubert Humphreys. Yeah, Bobby Humphreys. Fancy Dancer is the name of the album. Blue Note Records, 1975. Funky flute work for show. And, yeah, it's just, this is kind of like a nice relaxing set. You know what I mean? You want to groove a little bit, you want to relax a little bit. You want to groove a little bit, you want to relax a little bit. So that's kind of like our mentality for this episode. So, there you go. Before that, we heard If I Ever lose this heaven from the one and the only Quincy Jones from his 1974 album Body Heat and if you dig Q the same way that I dig Q because Quincy is quantum you know Quincy is everywhere you turn in music whether it's Michael Jackson whether it's Frank Sinatra and the Basie band doing Fly Me to the Moon whether it's We Are the World. I mean, Quincy is everywhere in music. Actually, he's everywhere in pop culture, you know. He's responsible for not only Oprah, but Vibe magazine. And if you want to find out more interesting historical facts on the great Quincy Jones, we also have an entire episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast dedicated to the one and the only quantum Quincy Jones. You should totally check that out if you dig some Quincy. And then we started off the set with the one and the only tenor saxophone titan of the 1970s, Gatto Barbieri, with I Want You from his 1976 album, Caliente. Oh, yeah. You got to love some Gatto. Just sensual saxophone for show. Well, we have three awesome tunes coming up for you up on this next set. So do not go anywhere. Do not press go. Do not collect $200. Just stay right where you are because you're listening to Jazz from the 70s here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
right. <clears throat> so that is taking you way back to 1970, 1971. And that is the great Miles Davis. Uh, and that track that we just heard is called Sugar Ray. Uh, no doubt entitled for the great boxer. Everybody knows who's done a little research about the great Miles Davis knows that he is an incredible boxing fan. Um, he even took it so far as to, you know, box on his own as a way of exercise. You know, he was learning how to duck and jab and move and, you know, dance around the ring. And there's even stories where he was getting to boxing matches with the great Joe Zavino because Joe Zavino loved to box as well. You know, Joe Zavino from Weather Report, who also played with Miles on the Bitches Brew session in a silent way, etc. Um, and he'd get into it with Joe, and he's like, come on, Joe, let's do some boxing, man. You know, so he's like, okay, Miles, here we go. You know, so they'd be like sparring. He's like, watch the lips, Joe, watch the lips, not the lips. You know, so, um, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sugar Ray, not the band with Mark McGrath, by the way, just to be clear. Um, yeah, and that comes from the complete Jack Johnson Sessions, Disc 2. Um, it's one hell of a box set. You know what I mean? It's one of those uh, metal spine box sets that uh, Columbia came out with. Uh, that one and the On the Corner box set are just fabulous with a bunch of great tracks uh, that's been kind of hiding out. You know. Uh, before that, we heard the one and the only John McLaughlin and the Mahavishnu Orchestra from their album Visions of the Emerald Beyond from 1975. We heard Eternity's Breath, Part 1, um, which is kind of like the jazz fusion extension of uh, where John Coltrane was kind of coming from with the Love Supreme, you know, when you have this whole choir belting out, you know, Oh Lord, Supreme, Supreme, let me fulfill thy will. Um, he's kind of tapping into that same source, you know, uh, of the great creator that Coltrane was. And it's, it's pretty cool. And it's got some awesome riffs in there on the guitar. Uh, and then we started out the entire set with the one and the only Herbie Hancock from his 1974 Columbia album Thrust, which happens to be one of my buddy Brad Farberman's like favorites of Herbie. Um, I don't think there's a, a, a Herbie Hancock record he doesn't like, but I think that's definitely one of his favorites. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's Her Herbie and, and Mike Clark and company just killing it with Spankily. And, um, yeah, some, some great, great stuff. So that was that set. But there's something else that I actually wanted to point out to you that I forgot to mention before. You know, we were talking about the great Quincy Jones um, on that last set. And uh, we heard If I Ever Lose This Heaven from his album Body Heat. Now, that album came out in 1974. Um, and there's a little riff in there from the horns. And it, 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 it syncs up with a riff of a very popular tune that came out seven years later. Um, here, here uh, you know, you, you can go back and re-listen uh, if you'd like, you can rewind the podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a solid, and I'm gonna help you out. So here's the riff from Quincy Jones's "If I Ever Lose This Heaven" that I'm talking about with the horn section. 
Okay, so you, you, I gave it to you three times right there, right? So three times is the charm. But seven years later, there was a very popular kind of funk R&B band that used that exact same riff. They ripped off Q, man. Yeah, that's what I was, I, I'd forgotten about. I was going to mention that. But uh, perhaps you've heard this riff. And one last time. Yeah, so that's Coolin' the Gang. Get down on it from 1981. Coolin' the Gang stole that riff, as minuscule as it was, in the background from Quincy with If I Ever Lose This Heaven. So listen to it one more time. Here's Quincy. And here's Coolin' the Gang. Crazy, right? I know. All right, so there's a little fun fact for you. Now, enough pointing out some cool stuff. Let's get back to some more great music here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Maui Wowie by the great Chuck Mangione from 1977 from his landmark album Feels So Good. Mm, love you, Chuck. Uh, so it's rumored, I don't know how true it is, but it's rumored that Maui Wowie is uh, another name for marijuana. Mary Jane, uh, reefer, you know, pot, whatever you want to call it, you know, it goes by a thousand different names, right? But uh, Maui Wowie <laughs> is uh, supposed to be kind of like Marijuana, you know what I mean? That sort of thing, right? Uh, or Mary Jane. Um, I don't know how true it is, but it's a definitively long song, and I've never, to, to be fair to Chuck, you know what I mean? Uh, I've never heard a song that could be dedicated to marijuana that sounds like it could be like a 70s television show theme. Just putting it out there, you know what I mean? Uh, but nonetheless, that's the controversy around um, that particular track. What's funny is that it's also, when they released the 45s, I'm lucky enough that I actually have the 45 of Feel So Good uh, by Chuck and... On the reverse, the B side. There you go. The B side to feel so good on the 45 is uh, a, a, an edited version of Maui Wowie. So uh, perhaps Maui Wowie is not the B side. Perhaps you put Maui Wowie on first, and then it feels so good. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Uh, there you go. So that's one of uh, the great question marks. Uh, if I ever get a chance to, to meet Chuck, I will definitely ask him, Hey Chuck, was Maui Wowie about marijuana? You could tell me. <laughs> so, there you go. Alright, before that we heard uh, one of my favorite tracks by one of my favorite bassists. Um, we heard Quiet Afternoon from the 1976 jazz fusion classic School Days. From the great Stanley Clark. Um, what's interesting about this album is a few things. Uh, first of all, Steve Gadd's on drums, and Steve Gadd is totally badass. So, you know. Uh, and he was on a lot of these solo albums by the Return to Forever crew. You see him working a lot with Chick Corea, like on My Spanish Heart. And here he is uh, working with Stanley Clark on School Days. So that's worth noting, first of all. Um, the other thing is that David Sanchez is actually on the mini Moog, which is super cool. Uh, but Stanley isn't playing a normal electric bass guitar on this track. He's actually playing a piccolo bass guitar. So there you go, right? Um, but also Stanley overdubbed himself on the acoustic piano. So when you hear that piano, that's not David Sanchez. He's only doing the, the, the synthesizer, the mini Moog. That's actually Stanley on the piano and on the piccolo bass guitar. <coughs> now, furthermore, what makes this album really, really interesting is that it actually reached number 34 on the Billboard 200 and number 2 on the Jazz Album Chart in 1976. But it's not... It wasn't released the way it was supposed to be released. Yeah. So, um, 
the record producer, Ken Scott, uh, actually explained this in, in his book, Abbey Road to Ziggy Stardust. And he, he talks about how Stanley Clark's album School Days was actually intended for a four-channel quadraphonic sound release. Now, that was kind of new and, and hip from 76, but that's the way it was recorded. That's the way everybody had told him that this album was going to be released. So you have like this stellar sound. At the last minute, though, of course, the record company decided to release only a standard two-channel stereo version instead. So, oh, yeah, by the way, we're not going to do that four-quadraphonic thing. We're only going to go two stereo. Make whatever changes you need to, Ken. Right, sure. Uh, so he had to quickly, Ken Scott, that is, had to quickly create a fold-down version from the four tracks down to two. Now, the cool part about this is that they say that the original quadraphonic version of this album may still exist in the vaults for Epic Records, but it has never been issued. So, maybe, just maybe, we can get Stanley or the record company to potentially release it. That would be awesome. So, fingers crossed that we get that um, original sound School Days reissue one day. Hopefully... Who knows? Alright, uh, and then we started off the set with one of my favorite tracks uh, of the Fusion era, and it's Skydive from the 1972, going all the way back to 72, CTI released by the great Freddie Hubbard under the same name, Skydive, and you'd want to talk about a who's who on this album. Oh my god. So Don Sebesky is the arranger and conductor for the session. On percussion, you got Erto, and if that isn't good enough, you also have Rebareto. I mean, two of the top-notch percussionists. On drums, you have Billy Cobham. On bass, the great Ron Carter. George Benson is on guitar. You see what I'm saying? Keith Jarrett is on the piano, an electric piano. I mean, Freddie actually got Keith to play electric piano. I thought that was only really possible by miles. You know what I mean? Um, Romeo Pink, or Pinke, is on reeds like English horn, oboe, clarinet, flutes. Wally Kane is on bass clarinet and piccolo. George Marge is on the alto and bass clarinet. Phil Bodner, classic session guy, on flute, alto, flute, bass clarinet, and piccolo. The great Hubert Laws is on bass flute, alto flute, and regular flute. Tony Price is on tuba. Paul Falise is on bass trombone. Garnett Brown and Wayne Andres on the trombone. Alan Rubin and Marvin Stam is on the trumpets and flugelhorns in the background. And of course, the one and only Freddie Hubbard is on the featured trumpet. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Um, this was actually Freddie Hubbard's fourth release for CTI under Creed Taylor. And it features great tracks. Um, like Povo. That's a killer bass line to Povo. Uh, Nat Adderley's track uh, composition, Nat Naturally. Uh, the theme from The Godfather. 
you know, by Nino Rota. I mean, that this came out in October 72, and that was the exact same year that The Godfather hit theaters with Marlon Brando and Al Pacino. So, um, yeah. And, of course, the track that we heard, Skydive, uh, but then he also, this is the one that really kind of hits at my heartstrings because I love old jazz as well. He actually pays homage to the great Bix Biderbeck by playing an arrangement of Bix Biderbeck's piano feature in a mist. And it was great to kind of see one generation giving a, a tip of the hat, if you will, to an earlier generation. So, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, if you haven't checked out Skydive, please do. It's an awesome, awesome album. All right, um, remember... You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and uh, you can find this wherever you find any of your podcasts. So please share with your friends if you think they'd be into digging some hip jazz sounds like what we're laying down here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Um, We have many, many flavors. We have more flavors of jazz here than Baskin-Robbins has ice cream, you know. And uh, whether you're into early jazz, 70s jazz, Straight ahead, avant-garde, we've got it for you. So, um, <clears throat> you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast uh, at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud Podcast, Stitcher, um, all those. And, 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 and it, you know, we're grateful that they're carrying it and everything. And um, we're just trying to spread love about jazz and, and ha- make everybody have a good time and kind of forget about their troubles for a little while. So... Um, now, if there are tracks that you do like, don't worry about scribbling them down or trying to, like, you know, hunt up and, and do your own detective work. We've already got that figured out for you. We know that jazz is a vast type of music, and it's hard for a lot of folks to kind of get started. But you know what you like when you hear it, right? So we've got you covered on that front with album art from the exact albums that we're talking about, plus the exact tracks listed out and spelled correctly. So... Just go to our website, and it's divided up by each episode. So just know that you're listening to the Dr. Jazz podcast from June of 2021, and you can go off to the side, and you can find that month and year, and then right right there will be the episodes for that month. And then go click on the episode, and all that info is there. So if you want to purchase these tracks um, for your own personal collection, we obviously, absolutely hope that you do that, and you can build your own jazz library. So uh, that website is Doctor Jazz Podcast D R J A Double Z Podcast, all one word. dot WordPress. dot com, and we would love to hear from you there. So all you have to do is click, and you can write to us and uh, tell us what you think about the show. You know. Or feel free, if you want to be more public, and write a, a review on, like, Apple Podcast Reviews. That would be super helpful as well. Um, yeah, so that's all the PSA regarding that. Uh, we have a couple more. We've got about three more sets for y'all. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to jazz from the 1970s here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs>
All right. So we started off that set, <laughs> which <laughs> may be, it may, may have made some of you scratch your head. That's all right. Uh, we started with the great Boz Skaggs with uh, his very popular Low Down. And some of you right now are going, now wait a minute, wait a minute, Dr. Jazz. You, 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 this is supposed to be jazz. Why in the world are you playing Boz Skaggs? <laughs> well, he actually recorded a version of that song in 1996, a reversion for an uh, an unplugged album called Fade Into Light. And it was a jazz version. So, uh, obviously, that was from 1996. So, it's a pretty good album. So, if you dig that song, then you should check out that album, Fade Into Light, by Boz Skaggs, because it's... Uh, it's a jazz version, so I figured that's kind of the jazz connection there. So there you have it. Not to mention um, the great Jeff Percaro, uh was on drums on that track. So there you go. You know, and he'd later go on to form uh, a band that you may have heard of called Toto. Um, but nonetheless, it was uh, it was a pretty popular song for 1976. So, low down. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty cool. All right, then we heard uh, "If You Want It" by the band Night Flight. And if that sounded a little, um, see, there's a progression going on with this set. Uh, it comes from the 1975 studio album by the same title of the band, Night Flight, um, and that band. Featured uh, Howard Johnson on percussion, lead and backing vocals. Sandy Toronto on guitar, lead and backing vocals. But also featured quite a number of people that you may have heard of if you are hip to the jazz scene in the 1970s. Hamish Stewart, Phyllis Hyman, Frank Cornelius, no relation to Don. Um, Frank Garvis, Lamont Johnson, Cedric Wright, Joe Galdo, Steve Harone, Jack Waldman. Richie Puente, Rubens Bassini, Angelo DeBraccio, Bob Schumacher, David Sanborn, Michael Brecker, and Randy Brecker. Yeah. So you got Sanborn, you've got Phyllis Hyman, you've got Lamont Johnson, you've got the Brecker brothers. That's pretty tight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and they're all over the album. But... It just sounds like the 70s to me, that that song, you know. Uh, and then the progression goes on because the last track that we just heard was You Got to Give It by the Brecker Brothers from their album, Detente, uh, which was released in 1980, but I believe it was recorded in 1979. Um, and the Brecker Brothers band, you know, there's that progression. You've got, like, pop Pop with jazz and then jazz. You see what I'm saying? One, two, three. Um, and of course, the Brecker Brothers band featured Michael Brecker on the tenor saxophone and flute, Randy Brecker on trumpet flugelhorn, Ayrto, Ayrto Moreira on the percussion, Hiram Bullock on the guitar, Paulino da Costa on the percussion, the great once again, Steve Gadd on drums. He was like Santa Claus in 70s studio sessions, he was everywhere. 
uh, Mark Gray on keyboards, the great Don Grolnick on keyboards, who Michael Brecker would later go on and record like great albums like Hearts and Numbers, uh, Neil Jason on the bass, Steve Jordan on the drums, Ralph McDonald on percussion, uh, a man who just celebrated a birthday this week, the great Marcus Miller on bass, uh, who would later go on to work with the great Miles Davis. Jeff Miranov on guitar, DJ Rogers on vocals, David Spinoza on the guitar, and Carl Carwell on vocals as well. Killer, killer grooves, you know what I mean, with the uh, Brecker Brothers Band, no doubt. Um, yeah, and the cover, you know, you, you, you just really have to go to the website to check this out to see the, the picture I'm, I'm about to describe. But the cover for Detente by the Brecker Brothers looks like both these guys could be part of, like, the Mafia in the 70s, you know, uh, straight up with like, you know, Al Pacino and all of them <laughs> straight out of The Godfather. I mean, they look like, you know, Scorsese's stunt doubles. I mean, the big, full black beards and black hair and, yeah, like, you know, the shirts, you know, unbuttoned down about two or three buttons and, you know, like the lapels coming out. You know? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm saying that out of pure love because I love... Uh, Randy and Michael Brecker, you know, I love the music. I actually got a chance to meet Randy um, for a master class once, and you know, he, he, this guy is—he he just loves to like practice, man. Like he said, yeah, I'll just sit on my couch and I'll just play along with like, the commercials once they come on TV. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I'll make up like uh, fake theme music. You know, so he's just always playing his trumpet, uh, which is super cool. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, Brecker Brothers Band. You cannot go wrong with that. Oh, good, good stuff. All right, so we got kind of a mellow, you know, set coming for you. So uh, if you need to refill, you know, your coffee, your libation, get another glass of water, whatever is your, you know, whatever is your speed, when, whatever time you're listening to this, that's okay. Um, we're here for you. So uh, we do appreciate you listening. Remember, we are the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and we would love to hear from you. If you got some ideas or things to say, bring it on. All right, so enough talking for me. Let's get back to some awesome music here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Involuntary Bliss by the great jazz bassist Alfonso Johnson from his 1976 recording Moon Shadows. I keep telling y'all about Alfonso Johnson. This dude's a bad dude. He was in Weather Report right before Jocko, but um, man, great, great writer, great player, great stuff. Um, Those vocals that you just heard at the end um, of that track, Involuntary Bliss, that was none other than the great Flora Parim. Um, if you are fans of Light as a Feather, you know, that album by Return to Forever, uh, that's Flora Parim on that, so, and that's what you just heard. And, um, of course, where there's Flora, there's usually Erto, and you would be right, because Erto Moreira is on percussion along with Alex Acuna, and the great Gary Bartz on the soprano saxophone. So this is like a who's who, which is pretty cool. Uh, Narada Michael Walden is on drums. Alfonso Johnson, of course, is on the bass. Dawili Gonga is on the uh, Fender Rhodes, the clavinet, and the synthesizer. So killer who's who kind of session. And it starts off nice and just, you know, relaxed. And then it kind of kicks in about halfway through. So, uh, yeah, really great track. Before that, we heard Merry Go Round. Now, that might be off your radar, but that's okay. Uh, it comes from the 1978 album by The Crusaders. So, usually when somebody plays something by The Crusaders, it's usually Street Life, you know what I mean? Uh, something around there. Um, something with Larry Carlton. Like keep that same old feeling from the Southern Nights, uh, but this is kind of in a transition period for the Crusaders, um, because uh, they still had Joe Sample and Wilton Felder, um, but um, Larry Carlton by this point had stopped playing with them. Okay. Um, and Sticks Hooper's still with him, but Larry Carlton's not. Um, and the thing about it is, is that um, yeah. some people kind of go ahead and just cast this album. The album, by the way, is Images uh, by the Crusaders. Usually folks gravitate to Street Life or the Southern Nights or even some of the earlier Jazz Crusaders stuff. Um, but it's, it, uh, let's put it this way. The worst album by the Crusaders is better than a lot of other bands best album. So keep that in mind. Um, but I mean, just because, um, Larry Carlton's not on there and, uh, Wayne Henderson. That's the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to keep it all straight. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, of, of changes with the Crusaders. You know what I mean? So, just to be fair. Uh, but, Wayne Henderson was not on this album. Larry Carlton was not on this album. But, Wilton Felder, Joe Sample, Sticks Hooper, the main three... Uh, were and Billy Rogers uh, was on guitar, so 
and I think he does a fantastic job. And to me, uh, the other thing I was going to say about this track, Merry Go Round uh, by the Crusaders, is that it, it sounds like a precursor uh, of Grover Washington Jr.'s Just the Two of Us with Bill Withers. Now, keep in mind, this is 1978. And I want to say just the two of us was about 82, 83. And there was that little um, transition section um, that really featured Grover in, in, in just the two of us. Right? Well, there's that same kind of transition section in this tune, but Joe Sample takes care of it on the the keyboards. So I think that they may have been listening to this. You know, Grover and Company might have been listening to this album, you know, uh, because it's definitely it would be in their wheelhouse, and they're like, let's take it, put our own spin on that. That's a pretty cool idea as far as you know, doing like a form and not saying that the chords are exactly the same, but the vibe is. Um, so that would be another like check in, in the, the wind column for, you know, the crusaders. So that's what I, I, I guess I'm getting to is that even, you know, this album, which is overlooked and you find it in the dollar bins and, you know, in the used CDs and all this other stuff, um, you shouldn't overlook it because, you know, anything by the Crusaders is worth your time and your attention. So that's my advice. So take that and put a little star over your head, the more you know. Um, okay, so, yeah. All right, so we had Involuntary Bliss by Alfonso Johnson. In the middle of that, we heard Merry-Go-Round by the Crusaders. And then we started off the set with Time and Space. Now, like I said earlier, we do present some classic groups for you like Weather Report, Donald Byrd, Herbie Hancock, right? And of course, you know, the Crusaders. But there are certain groups that might be off your radar and we want to get you hip to them. So we started off the set with Barry Miles and Silverlight from their album of the same name, Barry Miles and Silverlight from 1974. We heard Time and Space. Not to be confused with this, a track by the same name, Time and Space, by Roy Ayers from his album, A Tear to a Smile. That's a great track, too. But don't get them confused. This is totally different. Uh, Barry Miles um, has been called um, similar to Chick Corea, but on speed. Uh, I don't quite get that uh, <laughs> that description. Um, I know that he's got a lot of technical prowess, but I don't quite get that he's chicory on speed. And I don't think that's fair to Barry that you're comparing him to Chick Corea. I think a lot of people that kind of puts that in a box sometimes is, are, are very small-minded. So, but... Regardless, it's a very cool track. It's a very spacey, relaxed vibe. And um, I thought it was a great way to kind of open up that set, Time and Space, from the 1974 album, Barry Miles and Silverlight. 
Yeah. So remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, Podcast Addict, uh, Apple Podcast, and uh, share with your friends. You know, if you think that they would dig some some groovy music like this, we have episodes ranging on everything from Art Taylor to Quincy Jones to John Zorn to uh, Early Louis Armstrong. Jelly Roll Morton, we cover all the gamuts because we love all styles of jazz here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and we are just trying to spread some goodwill, joy, and love to you um, to help you get your mind off of all things crazy, current events, stressful, whatever, you know, because we're not making any money off this. Um, we're here just as a as a, a labor of love. In fact, we actually pay, so... Um, yeah, so we're just here for the, the spreading the gospel of jazz, if you will, to help folks and cure whatever it is that ails them. Um, so yeah, and if you would like to start kind of building your own jazz collection, check out our website. Our website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find information out on every single episode, okay, with album art and tracks and artists. So you know exactly what to get, order, or find when you go, you know, crate digging in your local record store or if you order online or whatever have you, you know. So there you go. All right. We've got one more really cool set for you. Um, it's three really great tracks, and I do hope you dig it. Again, thank you so much for listening. This has been Jazz from the 1970s, and I'm your host, Dr. Jazz. And this is the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
So we started off that set with the great Gary Bartz, who was just playing soprano on that Alfonso Johnson track in Voluntary Bliss that I mentioned. Well, I thought that would be a good segue to one of Gary's own tunes. And we heard Dr. Follow's dance. Um, yeah. And um, that is just incredible. It features Gary on uh, alto saxophone, vocals, Hubert Eaves on electric and acoustic piano, Stafford James on both electric and acoustic bass on this album, and Howard King on the drums. Uh, originally, this comes from the Gary Bartz album I've Known Rivers and Other Bodies, but I'm drawing from uh, a Gary Bartz anthology that is just incredible and uh, yeah it, I mean it's got a wide array of, uh, of sampling from the great Gary Bartz you know Gary has um, recently been in the news for uh, combining 
and giving his skills set into the whole Jazz is Dead series. Um, he was one of the ones, uh, along with a few other artists like uh, Marcos Valle. And um, yeah, that's some hip stuff going on, you know. You should totally check it out. He's also a professor of music at Oberlin Conservatory, you know. And uh, he's doing some great things with the kids over there as well, you know, with the jazz department, um, lending his masterful guidance. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he's a living legend, and uh, we should treat him with the respect that Gary Bartz deserves. You know what I mean? So that's all I gotta say on that. Uh, after the wonderful Gary Bartz, we heard one of my favorite groups from the 1970s, Tower Power. From their 1975 album, In the Slot, we heard You're So Wonderful, So Marvelous, which was written by Frank Biner, Doc Kupka, and Emilio Castillo. Um, Hubert Tubbs is on the lead vocals, Bruce Conte is on guitar and background vocals. Chester Thompson, killing it on background vocals. Uh, the arp, the clavinet, the acoustic piano, bass pedals, and organ. Rocco Prestia is on the bass. Dave Garibaldi is back on the drums. Lenny Pickett, that's right, the same Lenny Pickett from SNL, was a part of Tower of Power, if you did not know that. Uh, and he's on... First tenor sax, alto sax, soprano sax, all the sax solos, the piccolo flute, the clarinet, the contrabass clarinet, and the lyricon. He's killing it all over this album. Uh, one of the writers, Emilio Castile, is on the second tenor sax, the background vocals, and he's the co-lead on the track that we just heard, You're So Wonderful, So Marvelous. Of course, Doc Kupka is on the berry sax, laying it down. And Mick Gillette is on trumpet, trombone, flugelhorn, piccolo trumpet, bass trombone, and background vocals. And Greg Adams is uh, on trumpet, flugelhorn, and he was also the conductor and did the string arrangements. So, there you go. Quite a talented group of, of cats. Uh, yeah, in the slot, 1975. Whew. Great, great stuff. Check out some Tower Power if you haven't. Um, you can't go wrong. Uh, and then we ended with the great Roy Ayers and Roy, Roy Ayers Ubiquity. We heard Funk Emotion from his album Mystic Voyage from 1975. Uh, Funk Emotion written by Ronnie Foster. Um, Byron Miller on the bass, uh, Chano O'Farrell on the congas and bongos, Ricky Lawson on the drums, Calvin Brown on the guitar, uh, Chicas is on the lead vocals, and uh, Joe Brazil is on the soprano saxophone, and of course, the vibraphonist, the lead vocalist, the synthesizer player, the electric piano player, the clavinet the captain. The percussion, one of the percussionists and the backing vocalist, the leader of the group, Roy Ayers. 
and uh, Roy is also part of that Jazz is Dead series you should check out as well there's some really funky grooves there um, you know what kind of struck me was that um, this whole album Mystic Voyage uh, Roy put a thing on the back of it that said this album is dedicated to the memory of Julian Cannonball Adderley and to his musical contribution to this world. That's powerful, man. Because Cannonball was just awesome. You know, there ain't no doubt about that. So, yeah. You gotta love some Cannonball and you gotta love Funky Motion. That's just an awesome track. So, yeah. Well, we certainly hope you've, you've dug this episode revisiting some great jazz from the 1970s here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Um, we want to thank you very sincerely for listening. Um, you know, wouldn't be possible uh, without listeners like you. You know, we, we, we do it to try to help out, to soothe, to heal, to help, and uh, to give you some bumping good tunes in the process. Take your mind off the world for a little while, you know. So, um, Thanks so much for listening. It does mean the world to us. Um, you can check us out on the web, wherever you find your podcast. You check out the website, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, leave a review if you can, or just write to us and tell us what you think. Uh, if you want to be more private about it, that's cool. Uh, once again, big thanks to Midnight Dubs uh, for coming up with a great 1970s-ish poster and ad for the Dr. Jazz Podcast. We love you, brother. And... Uh, as we like to close and say in the famous words of Duke Ellington, we do love you madly because who loves you, baby? I do. So until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>